Welcome back to the One a Week Podcast, everybody. I'm Matthew. And I'm Jonas. This week, we're talking about the new Tyler, the Creator album, Call Me If You Get Lost. Um, I don't know if Tyler needs an introduction from me, but um, rapper, singer, <laughs> songwriter, producer, <laughs> multi-instrumentalist, <laughs> Tyler, the Creator, uh, this is his seven, sixth or seventh me, studio release goblin wolf cherry bomb flower boy igor call me if you get lost this is his sixth major album um his early stuff uh, was very abrasive very um we'll say polarizing he was he was a, a bit of a menace he he kind of made edgy lyrics and loud and deep bass and all that and like screaming music and that drew a crowd but um it wasn't until flower boy his his fourth studio album where he really kind of came into his own as an artist i mean you can argue that like cherry bomb is like you can tell because it's a transitionary period yeah it's the it's cherry bomb is the connective tissue between um, Goblin Wolf and uh, what became of Tyler as of Flower Boy, but um, I honestly wasn't that much into Tyler's stuff until Flower Boy. Um, I think it it's where he kind of finally got to where he wanted his production sound to be, and his songwriting really sharpened, and his um, his rapping really got a lot better. Um, and the mixing, the major problem with Cherry Bomb is that the mixing is really bad and everything sounds really awkward but um he figured it out and flower bomb kind of went together very seamlessly you said and you said seamlessly i think maybe i shouldn't talk for the rest of this <laughs> um okay and then 2019 he released igor which is my personal favorite Tyler album. Mm-hmm. I know the the schools of thought are usually Flower Boy or Igor. I myself am Flower Boy. I'm, I'm Team Igor. I think that's his strongest narratively for sure. And I think um, his production suits him really well for that kind of album. Um, in my in my humble and honest opinion, that's what I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I'm not like Flower Boy's worse. It's hard to it's hard to pick a better one. Yeah, they're both great, and that's all that matters. We win by being listeners. So, because of those two last stellar releases, the the build-up to this album was short, but it was still very... The hype was big. Like, immediately intense. Yeah, he, like, released a single, and we were like, New Tyler, and then he released an out... Or, he announced the album, like, very shortly after, and we were like, New Tyler, and um, And then it dropped. Because, like, he... I think, obviously, hip-hop has the ability to announce very close to release date, but, like, if you're if you're Tyler, the creator, you can completely, like, release a surprise album and you'll still make it to number one because he's just such a massive artist. And yeah. I have a whole I have a whole thesis I want to get into about that <laughs> later after we talk about the actual album. Okay. And, yeah, um, he's, he's definitely very commercially successful as of recently. And, um... Yeah, so I guess we'll just get into the album. Um, this is definitely on the level of Flower Boy and Igor. Yep. No, no doubt about I that. I don't think he can go backwards. Like, not only like do I not think he should go backwards, I don't think he can. 
go yeah. backwards in quality. I thought um, even though he went a little bit back to his roots on this one, it's way more rapping. Yeah, and, like DJ Drama being there is proof of that <laughs> because DJ Drama it, does like he's he's a mixtape guy. It's basically a mixtape. I felt like I was listening to a SoundCloud mixtape for a lot of it, but if it had the budget of like seventeen million dollars, yeah. Because, I mean, Tyler's a very gifted producer, and um, it definitely helps his albums feel a lot more cohesive and um, solid throughout than, like, your average rap mixtape. Mm -hmm. Because they bring on, like, ten producers and, like, a bunch of different features that may or may not go well together. But when you have someone like Tyler, like, at the helm of the whole thing, then it's all very, all very fluid. And this album is no different. I think proof... If you need proof of that, it's you can see how well um, he ties the features together for people that don't really necessarily tie together. Um, because even though I, I'll talk about uh, What's Your Name real quick. Okay. I don't like NBA Youngboy, and I don't think he even is good on this track. And I've heard some people say that, like, oh, this is a really good NBA Youngboy performance. I still think it's bad because I just think he's a bad artist. But I can acknowledge that... It's better than usual, and it works really well with Tyler. And the 42 Doug feature on Lemonhead right before it is a really good feature, I think. Um, and every feature on this, this album is, is really good. Yeah. Um, um, he just I, makes, he ties it together and makes I, it work. I do quite like the Young Boy feature. You do? Yeah. I mean, I don't like his music, but damn it if I don't think this has a lot more charisma, a lot more energy... And a lot more just, like, not not lazy. It's not lazy. Which I... My main problem with Youngboy's music is that it's all very samey. Mm -hmm. And I think this is where he actually, like, showed some ability. And then on to more features. I think Lil Wayne on um, Hot Wind Blows does a great job. Yeah, he does great. And he, like, switches his flow up and it's very yeah. classy and, and it sounds good. Lil Wayne is very hit or miss recently, I think. Um, I think he's just pretty much miss. I mean, his he's he's got some okay stuff. Uh, I mean, earlier in his well, no, he was he was way better back in like the two thousands. But I think the Carter Five is decent, and I think that well, I haven't heard Funeral, so I can't really speak to that. But um, when I saw Little Wayne on the feature list, I was like, eh, this might not go over too well. But in fact, it went over quite well. Yeah, very good. And then um, the song Juggernaut. Uh, Phenomenal feature from Little Uzi Vert. Yeah, unbelievable. For real. And <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Pharrell, Pharrell really brings it to, and yeah. then Tyler on the hook. This song is... It's, it, it is aptly named. It's pretty immaculate, I yeah. would say. Um, and I really like... Um, there's a lot of songs on here that are just straight bangers, you could say. Um, I don't, like Juggernaut. Uh, Lemonhead, Hot Wind Blows, Corso, uh, Safari, yeah. just a ton of just like straight, like hardcore hip hop bangers, but with like new Tyler infused into it. So it's not just like, you know, like Goblin Yonkers Tyler, like screaming about like killing people. Even though he's his most of his lyrics are about his success and where he's at now and like. He's flexing. He's flexing quite a bit. Um, if anybody's earned it, though. Yeah, no, true. And I, I can't... I I am a little disappointed that there's not really a narrative going on because... 
There is, though. It's not that it's not, strong it's not, of a narrative. No, and but I mean, I think that's on purpose. But there definitely is a narrative that culminates in, in the penultimate track with Wilshire. But there's there's elements of that narrative throughout the rest of the record. I suppose, but I mean, it's as much of a narrative as like your average hip-hop album in that there's like lyrical themes that come up and there's like like motifs that are repeated quite a bit and um i don't know i'm just i was just comparing it to ego on my brain basically the whole time because i love that album and um i don't think it quite gets to where Igor got but i mean i wasn't disappointed yeah. in this album at all i just I don't I don't I don't think I compared it to Igor in my brain. Um I, I think if you want to compare this album to anything, you have to compare it to um early Tyler. I think this is his like his well, you know, like Flower Boy and Igor showed how far he had come and what an artist he had turned into. This record is it is the um Full looking in the in the mirror at like younger Tyler and seeing like this is what younger Tyler wanted to be at at the end of the day, I think. Yeah. Um. And you get like you get a lot of uh feeling of that. It, it feels like he's treading back to like odd future Tyler, which you know that's like all the same time period as as um, Wolf, but like. You got tracks like um, Run It Up, which is like, that feels like it could have been on an Odd Future tape. Yeah. Um, if it would, it, it had been produced as well, obviously. Like, mm-hmm. this, this sounds a lot cleaner, but that's part of the point. And you got, obviously, like, Manifesto with Damo Genesis. Yeah. Like, literally putting Damo Genesis on the record. Yeah, I was, like, I was surprised there were more um, Odd Future alums. I mean, you have the, you the, have the Frank Ocean, like, talking part on yeah. Lemonhead at the end, which is something. You'll know. never get a Tyler and Earl track ever again. Yeah, I don't my, think. my they, brain they was don't hoping have, for that. They don't have... They, they're just not the same sound at all anymore. Yeah. I don't think it'll that could ever happen. You know, and... Um, I do, I do think that is an important thing to take into account, but, you know, you know, Igor was his last album, so I'm I'm thinking of an artistic progression, and I don't think there's that much progression in terms of, like, and that, that's not necessarily a bad thing, you know, you can go back to your old sounds and improve upon them, and he does, he does quite a great job in tightening up everything that needed to be tightened up in those early tapes. Yeah. So... You know, I guess I can't fault the album for that, but you know, in the back of my head, I'm like, well, you know, Igor. <laughs> but you know, that's probably just an issue that I have yeah. with I, the whole thing. I think it's cool to have like a rap album from Tyler yeah. again because you know, like the whole controversy with him at the Grammys with Igor's. You know, he was nominated for best rap album, and it wasn't a rap album. And he goes as far to say that on stage. Kind of a baller move. Yeah. Um, but, like, not to say that what happened with Igor sonically was displeasing, because obviously it wasn't. But it is cool to have just, like, a rap album from him again. That I, that was fun for me. Yeah. And But there are a fair share of ballads, specifically cool. 
the 9 minute and 30 second suite slash I thought you wanted to dance. And, um, you know, I can't say I expected some super long tracks, but that's, we got a couple. That's another thing that I'll bring back up when I get into my, my long talking point. Okay. But like another teaser. He is a very mainstream artist. I would say one of the most mainstream artists, yep. just in terms of like popularity and everything. Like everybody knows when he's coming out with new music. And he still manages to slip in not one, but two close to ten minute tracks. That is astounding. That is mm -hmm. astounding. I think um And also they're really good still. Yeah. But like oh, I can't believe it. Um yeah, and even though the suite's like a, a double song, technically, yeah. um, you know, it's it's hard to put out like 10-minute tracks on like yeah. major label releases because like you have a ton of like executives that are like, bro, bro, look, if you want it to be played on the radio, man, you gotta like, it's gotta be like less than five minutes, um, which isn't true. Uh, there are a ton of super long songs that get played on the radio all the time and it kind of drives me nuts, but... Um, I am glad that Tyler can maintain this artistic integrity um, in terms of I'm going to make the songs that I want to make regardless of how long they're going to be. Yeah. And, like, he kind of did that on Igor with, like, Gone Gone, Thank You, which was, like, six minutes. Um, but um, the difference between six-minute song and nine-minute song is kind of big. Yeah. And um, I think they work really well. Um, I will say about Wilshire, and I might risk a hot take here, but um, I'm not a huge fan of this song just because the two things. There, the mix is bad. There's like this like scratching noise in the right channel, and the drums are in the right channel, but then the rest of the beat and his voice is in the left channel, and it sounds like really awkward. Like if you listen to it with headphones, you really hear it. I listen to it in my car and sound a lot better. Mm -hmm. But if I listen to it with headphones, it's kind of really distracting with all like this, the scratchy noises. And I noticed it on my first listen. Yeah. And it didn't bother me that much, but on further listens, I've been like, oh, this is like an issue. And I don't know if that was like intentional or not, because I don't think Tyler would just let like a bad mix slip by like that because he's like an audio engineer, <laughs> but um, I don't know. It, it bothered me quite a bit, and I also think it didn't have to be eight minutes long. I think that, I, I think it's interesting that he went into the level of detail that he did, and it kind of contextualizes the record a lot more, but I don't think it benefited from the runtime. I think Wilshire's great. I think it's a great track. Um, That's my take. Yeah, like I, I know there's problems with the mix, but I, I don't really like. It's not gonna be one I go back and play a lot, obviously, just because it's, it's in terms of length. But I think, I think it's a great way to round out the record. Even though I know it's not the last track, but it feels like it's, it is the unloading of all of the little things that have been building through the record that have to do with the, the narrative that is explained in Wilshire. Yeah. Um. And I, I, I think that I think that even though um, you know someone can say that this is a record about uh, him and his like braggadocio or like him him flexing, mm -hmm. I think Wilshire says a lot about look at how often people tell me I'm great and how I know I'm great, 
but you know there's always going to be situations at the end of the day that prove to me that I am still very flawed and could in theory just be a terrible person yeah not like talent and fame and wealth and none of that can account for morals it does it does help personify him quite a bit Uh but you know at the end of the day as a song i don't think it's the strongest i Um, think it's good i think it's good well there's the hot take for the for the episode (laughs) um but the other um long track i like quite a bit it's a very um the first half sweet super sweet solid synthy tune a little bit of alliteration for you and um I I like it a lot and then it transitions into like this this like reggae thing that was going on like with like the the guitar strum like on every other beat I thought that was really interesting and I also like the tune here um and the transition between them is very seamless like it just kind of like when I first listened to it I was like I didn't know that the second song started until he said I thought you wanted to dance and I was like oh it's the second song now. Mm-hmm. Cause, and it also just flew by. Like, I looked at the, like, the runtime, and I was like, oh, I'm already seven minutes in. Yeah. I didn't even realize. Because I listen to a lot of long songs. You know that. That's I got, true. I got a ton of records with, like, 30-minute songs. <laughs> and I've been listening to this prog album this week with, like, it starts with, like, a 17-minute song, and then it goes to a five-minute, and then it's another 13-minute song. And then it's a 10-minute song, and then the last song's 30 minutes long. <laughs> um, you have, you know, i got to admire the attention span. I can handle it, but in n- not super frequently. Yeah. You know? And I've also been listening to that Pink Floyd Animals album, mm-hmm. which has a 17-minute song, like an 11-minute song, and an 8-minute song. Yeah. And it's helped me appreciate longer songs, and also shorter songs. Yeah. Because... If albums have like a collection of long songs and then a, like a short song thrown in there, it like helps break it up a bit, and also like you understand why this song was super long and why this song was short. Yeah. And for both Wilshire and Sweet, I thought you want to dance. I understand why they're long songs, and I understand why Tyler made them long songs. Um, but you know, my opinion on one of them is a little lower than the other. But I still understand why he decided to make it such a long song. True. And, but I've heard plenty of bad long songs, too. So, you know, long songs do not bother me. And um, I think that hopefully what Tyler's doing here will let more artists who are mainstream kind of express themselves in a, in a more, like, like, a longer, more, like, tapestry-like way. Because a lot of major artists have to meet like streaming numbers yeah. and like radio plays and all that, and longer songs don't really help you do that. And I hope Tyler's because everyone, everyone on like Instagram is talking about sweet. Mm-hmm. They're like, this song's great. This song's amazing. So my hope is that that will allow more artists to make longer songs. Yeah. There's my there's my big statement. <laughs> okay. Anything you want to say? I feel like I've been talking for like 10 minutes. Well, I mean, I think, I think I've think i got my points that I need to about the album across. Okay. But I do want to talk about, about something I've been thinking about since my first initial listen for okay. this record, which okay. was the day it came out. I listened to it like immediately. I waited like three days. I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. It's like a Tyler album. Um, I think. And let me preface this by saying I am not 
a like Tyler Odd Future like fanboy mega like <laughs> anything like that. In fact, and you know this maybe this is mean. I think Tyler and Odd Future have one of the most annoying fan bases of all time. Um, I think there's a lot of insufferable Odd Future fans. Um, yeah. So I I, I I definitely would not qualify myself as one of the super fans. Uh, I own no golf clothing, so like that's that's don't that's, have any of them donut yeah. shirts. Nope. That all the cool white boys got. Nope. Man. Um, and you know, anytime Tyler gets ready to drop, uh, there's the the funny like, oh, can't wait to see a huge group of white boys change their personality to fit the new Tyler album. I am not one of those people. But all of that being said, the initial thought I had after listening to this album and then thinking back on Tyler's career trajectory and his discography, I think genuinely that Tyler the Creator is the most important artist of our generation. I think he is the most both influential and impressive and just overall important artist definitely in the mainstream but i think you could just say overall yeah uh artist of of our of our time i do think he's a renaissance man in many ways i like i don't understand how one artist can embody like the mentality and like the changing mentality of people oops uh funny people our age um or around our age, because he's like 10 years older than all of us, but in that general neighborhood, you know, starting with that just like angry, dejected sound for a few years, but like still like being cool, Um, because you know, Odd Future, they they are cool. It is a cool group. It was a cool group of people like 18 to 23, I think was the oldest age and they they birthed a lot and, of cool artists yes, and out they of just it did what they did and then to go on to do everything that tyler has done since then and to be as elegant and well spoken and well crafted as he is i do, i just think he is the most important artist of our time yeah i mean i think about a lot of the super influential artists like i guess for example Kanye West. I'm familiar. Um, he's a, he's a, he's a big deal. Everybody knows about Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Um, even old people who have never listened to a rap song in their life, uh, they know about Kanye. Whenever he does anything, uh, people know about it. And I don't know if that makes him important or just influential. And uh, you know, if he if he released an album, uh, that would be a big deal. Like people go nuts over his like leaks. Like, remember when, like, all that Yandi stuff? That was kind of ridiculous. And people are still listening to, like, the Yandi leaks. They're like, bro, this album would have been, like, crazy. This album would have been the best thing ever. And, like, that's it's just, like, snippets. It's, like, demos. And people go crazy for it. Yeah. And I, Tyler doesn't have um, that. I don't think he has that level of commitment. Because he doesn't, like, announce albums and then not drop them. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing. You know, like... Kanye has a distinct personality, but so does Tyler. You no, know? yeah, like Tyler has a has a personality that people watch and like map out in creepy ways, which he acknowledges um, <laughs> on this seen, album too. I've seen a lot of um, videos on my recommended that are like Tyler the Creator being iconic for sixteen minutes yeah. straight, and it's and, the same like eight clips. Yeah, but, but it still sh- goes to show something. No, and they have like millions of views. Mm-hmm. 
I think, yeah, he he jumped, he got on the internet wave, yeah. like, right as it started. Yeah. He's, he's a zeitgeist, that's for sure. And um, I think he will continue to shape. It's hard for me to be like, yeah, he's the most important, because that is very, that's a bold statement. Yeah, I just, I think he is. You know, like, I think Kanye has gotten old enough to the point where, I think Kanye would be in the running for that conversation, sure. But I think Kanye has gotten old enough and crazy enough to not be as representative of a group of, like, an age group as Tyler is. And, you know, Tyler's much younger. So maybe in another few years I'll be like, oh, man, Tyler's lost his mind. And But I think for now at least, and probably in retrospect for the past few years, I think Tyler, the creator, has been the most important Yeah, artist. I do think he... He kind of founded a movement of like, like queer R and B, queer rap, and kind of fused those ideas together in a way that not very many, if any, people had done before. At least in the mainstream, definitely not. Yeah. Um, so he's definitely trailblazed in in many respects. Yeah. In terms of like fashion, there's so many white boys that dress <laughs> like that because of Tyler. Yeah, he he's kind of founded a cultural movement, and it's all like the the fake alt yeah kids, Rex Orange County. And I hate to sound like bitter. I don't I don't want to sound like it a makes me a little angry. Old man. Like I was I was kind of angry leading up to this album because it was coming out on the same day as some other really important releases for me, the Faye Webster album and the Lucy Dacus album. Um, so I was just angry, even though those fan bases aren't going to steal from each other's like notoriety yeah. or anything. But I was like, I just I don't want to deal with Tyler and Tyler fans right now. And then I listened to it and I was like, No, never mind. I'll stop complaining because. He's such a good yeah, artist. That was, he just doesn't make bad music. That was he a part doesn't. of it. And I was like, it's hard. It's A lot of the releases I've been anticipating this year aren't really talked about except for on like small music communities. Mm -hmm. And getting into this, yeah, I kind of had that same thing. I was like, well, this is just like a, a big mainstream rap album. And, you know, it's, it's and you know my my reflex was like well this can't be very good because like the, the big mainstream rap albums are like little baby and I, I don't like that at all so um i was a little i was i was skeptic for some reason even though i've loved tyler's stuff for the past like three years um but yeah i just he he has a dedicated fan base and it doesn't even just have to be tyler fans it's just anybody on that cultural wave yep. that he's currently pioneering and continues to pioneer even though this last album wasn't groundbreaking or anything like that it's it's still important yep. and everyone's going to be talking about it for a couple months because you know Tyler released Big Deal and um, yeah Kanye's a little too Nuts. insane yeah. and um and he's like Christian now, so he's definitely not with the young people. <laughs> That's not happening. But uh, yeah, that that was my thesis. That's I've been thinking about that conversation all week. I wanted to say that. Yeah. And I I think I want to do like a, a longer form like video discussion about that. I think that's reasonable. Yeah. I think you have a reasonable take. Yeah. On that. But but those are those are my thoughts on Tyler and the album. Okay. We can uh, 
Closing, closing remarks. I, I think good album. Good album. I don't know if I like it more than Igor Flower Boy, but it is right in the talks with it. It is in contention. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite track was Run It Up because that felt the most like odd futury to me, but still of like like renewed Tyler, and that was really cool for me. So I really liked that. Um, I'm feeling an A. Okay. I got an A for this album. Um, I I really like this album. I I don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong at all. F um, F. I hated this album. I, people people are definitely overhyping it a little bit i think people are like i can understand why people are saying album of the year i get it because so far this year has been not super huge with big releases mm-hmm. especially releases this high profile and yeah. good um so I, I i understand what the 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 big talk that's not a phrase the, the big talk the big talk i understand why everyone's going going nuts over this thing yeah um but you know, I think it's I think it's quality. I think it's Tyler quality. Mm-hmm. I it, he definitely didn't like because although he he dropped Igor out of nowhere, like he he released yeah, that video. Yeah, it was video, like a one week and notice. Then, I mean, I wasn't there for the rollout of Flower Boy, but I don't know if that was dropped out of nowhere. I don't know. I was not on um, the Tyler wave. Right so now. he obviously hasn't sacrificed quality. He hasn't sacrificed songwriting. But he's pulled in a ton of features, so it's more mixtape. And I really like Grimy Tyler. I really do. I think some of my favorite songs off Igor are like New Magic Wand and What's Good because they're super just like abrasive. And I think that's what he's doing the best these days. Don't get me wrong, his sweeter tracks are also very good. Um, So I'm glad this album had a much more balanced mix of ballads and bangers. So... Overall grade for me, probably an A minus. Favorite track? I don't even know. I'm gonna just say Juggernaut because that's such a hard hitting yeah, song. Yeah, it goes nuts. Yeah. All right, next week um, I'm switching it up a little bit. I've been heavy on my um, like movie inspiration stuff for the past week. I've been watching a lot of stuff and I've been working on a lot of stuff. So I'm picking an album that allows me to scratch both itches. I'm picking uh, Inside by Bo Burnham. Where we'll we'll be talking about we'll be talking about the album for sure, because that's what we do on this podcast. Yeah. But I'm I'm going to recommend Matthew that you watch I'll, the special. Well, I'll watch it if cause, it's because yeah. it's part of the, yeah. the whole experience. It contextualizes the music much yeah. more. I watched it a couple of days ago. Full disclosure, but I want to talk about it because it genuinely blew my mind. Little foreshadowing of my opinion, but uh, that's what we're talking about next week. No foreshadowing on mine because I haven't. Seen it. All right. Well, that's it. Thank you, everybody. Adios.